Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL podcast, which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan. You can find me on Twitter at FPL General. Double Gaming 26 has just finished. I'm recording on Thursday night, just after the Liverpool Chelsea game, which finished 1 0 to the Blues. The Gaming 27 deadline is very soon. It's on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. UK time, so don't miss it. It's safe to say the biggest double game week we've ever had did not live up to expectations. I managed to unlock a new FPL achievement badge. I had 11 double game weekers. I activated my free hit chip and I think I almost doubled my rank. So the best thing about this game week is that it's over and another one comes around very quickly. The headlines from Game Week 26. First of all, you know it's a strange double game week when there's four Crystal Palace defenders in the team of the week. That just kind of sums it up. Gareth Bale rolled back the years to score 19 points against Burnley. Harry Kane managed just one goal and no bonus points in the double game week. Manchester City conceded in both games, but John Stones and Ruben Diaz did get on the score sheet. Mikel Antonio wiped out one of those Man City clean sheets and he's going to be a popular transfer in this week with Leeds up next and a fixture in blank game 29. Brighton managed not to score again despite having two penalties. Emi Martinez had a decent double game week scoring 12 points but the Leeds guys disappointed particularly for those who bench boosted with the likes of Dallas, Rafinha and Bamford. Bit of deja vu there. I think it might have been game week 19 where the exact same thing happened. Harvey Barnes picked up an injury in the first of Leicester's doubles so what a nightmare minus four that was for me and for many others. Manchester United failed to score in both games but they did manage to keep two clean sheets so well done if you get on the likes of Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw. And finally, Richarlison made it four goals in four matches as Calvert-Lewin let us down again. If you're not yet subscribed to The Athletic and would like to do so, follow the link theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to get the latest sign-up offer, which is for just £3.99 a month. You'll get ad-free versions of the podcast on The Athletic app. Before I do the shoutouts for Game Week 26, I think I might have said I activated my free hit chip for Double Game Week 26. Of course it wasn't. It was the triple captain chip on Harry Kane. So the less said about that, the better. One goal, no bonus points. Could have been a lot better. But hey, it could have been could have been Sadio Mane from last season. So we won't complain too much. Quite a few shoutouts this week as it was a Double Game Week. So plenty of opportunities to join the 59th Minute Club. Only one player is joining though, Rianne Brewster from Sheffield United. Welcome to the club, grab yourself a beer and please sit two metres away from the other guys and enjoy yourself. A couple of notable mentions, 60 minute appearances for Aaron Connolly at Brighton. Sergio Aguero also managed just 60 minutes. Mohamed Salah against Chelsea tonight. 
taken off after 61 minutes. What a disastrous double game week it was for him as well. Ola Aina, Fulham defender, managed just 45 minutes against Crystal Palace. He was substituted for Anthony Robinson at half time, so he missed out on the clean sheet points in that 0 0 draw. Harvey Barnes has to get a mention here, just 50 minutes in a double game week. And finally, this might be my favourite one, Phil Jagielka. First game, 55 minutes. Second game, 56 minutes. Red card, a total of minus one points for the double game week. A quick review of how the game week went for me, and I'm going to keep it quick because I do not want to dwell on this one. I took a minus eight. I got rid of Ings, Bamford and Grealish, which was fine because none of those guys delivered or obviously Grealish didn't play. I brought in Kane, triple captain them, so that was okay. And But it was the other two hits were a disaster. The, the Ings to Kane move was always the plan, so that was the free transfer here. I took the minus four to get Calvert-Lewin and Harvey Barnes and we know what happened there. So those two minus fours did not work out. I've scored 81 points. Factor in the minus eight was a very frustrating 73. I was hoping I was going to be 173 points, not just 73. Red arrow from 2.8k to 5.2k, so slipped outside the top 5k. But not to worry, 12 game weeks to go now, I think. Wildcard still to play, so I'm still hopeful of a top 1k finish. The good and the bad, the good is pretty short this week. My triple captain didn't blank. I guess I can take that as a positive. He got 24. Diaz got 12. And Martinez also got 12. And the rest come under bad this week. Nothing from Cancelo, Loughton, Barnes, Bruno, Salah or Calvert-Lewin. Watkins only got 7, which is not great in a double game week. And also Gundogan with just 6. Like I already mentioned, best thing about this double game week is that it is now over. A watch list update now. Players I've removed following Game Week 26. Jamie Vardy, two blanks in the double game week. Leicester have lots and lots of injury issues, so I'm not interested in Vardy at the moment. Marcus Rashford, similar reasons, two blanks in the double game week. I've got Bruno, which is a big talking point this week. A lot of people thinking about selling Bruno because United have a tricky run and they've got the blank in Game Week 29. So, you know, I'm probably selling Bruno's in my thoughts like many others so definitely won't be bringing Rashford in anytime soon. James Madison's gone because of his hip injury. Ola Aina, I've removed him from the watch list as well because of that half-time substitution and Marcus Alonso as well didn't play against Liverpool so he's, he's always a rotation risk so I don't fancy buying him. Players added to the watch list, two strikers, Richarlison for obvious reasons, he's the man in form at the moment. Possible double game week 28. Patrick Bamford, who I sold last game week, will come back into my thoughts when blank game week 29 rolls around. I think it's going to be between Bamford and Antonio for me when game week 29 rolls around. Midfielders added. Jack Relish is back in my thoughts because it seems like he could be back soon, possibly even this weekend. Let's see what Dean Smith says on Friday. Not that we can really trust what he says anyway, given what he probably thinks of FPL managers now. Gareth Bale, back on the watch list. Didn't think that would ever happen again. Good to see him back in the Premier League. Good to see him back scoring goals. Bale's 9.3 million. Hyungman's son is 9.5 million. Hyungman's son plays 90 minutes every week. Gareth Bale doesn't. So I still think in a straight shootout between son and Bale, son is the one to go for. But you know you could possibly double up if... 
Bale's fitness holds up. He, I think he was taken off after about 60 or 70 minutes in both games in the double game week. So that tells me he's still not able to play 90 minutes regularly. So, you know, if you don't have either, I think Son is the one to go for. But definitely Bale is one to keep an eye on. Big differential. Lots of defenders added to the watch list this week. Ainsley Maitland-Niles at West Brom. I didn't realise he was down as a defender. I just kind of forgot about it because he wasn't really in our thoughts when he was at Arsenal. He's 4.6 million. He's done okay last couple of game weeks. Couple of clean sheets for West Brom. Out of position. You know, he's getting into the box, getting shots away. So he's one to add to the watch list. Two Brighton defenders with that Blank game with 29 in mind. They've got a home game against Newcastle. So I think they're going to be popular transfers for people over the coming weeks. Lewis Dunk is 4.9 and Dan Byrne is 4.2. Those are the two I'm looking at. I've added Anderson, the centre-back from Fulham as well. So I removed Ina for the rotation fear. And I've added Anderson because he's a more secure starter. And a bit like Lewis Dunk, I was surprised to see Anderson step up and take a free kick from just outside the box. He had a couple of chances from inside the box as well. So I think he's about 4.5. He's an option for Game Week 29 as well. And finally, I don't think I'll buy a Newcastle player, but we're, we're all thinking about this blank Game Week 29, which is coming up in three Game Week's time. Jamal Lascelles was on the score sheet. He's 4.2 million. Um, so I've added him to the watch list as well. But I think I'd lean towards a Brighton defender instead of a Newcastle one. And a goalkeeper... I don't usually add goalkeepers to the watch list, but when a 4.0 million goalkeeper emerges, we've got to take note. Fraser Forster got the start for Southampton, so we need to wait and see if he continues between the sticks. And if he does, he will be in on my wildcard as my second goalkeeper. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Twitter questions now. Thanks as always to everyone who sent them in. Over 100 in a matter of hours. So lots of burning questions to get through. First one is from FPL Mean Machine. Considering Manchester United's upcoming tough run of fixtures from Game Week 27 to Game Week 31, is it now the right time to replace Bruno Fernandes with other premium slash differential assets like Son, Bale, De Bruyne, Aubameyang and bring him back after Game Week 31 or do we keep him given his high ownership? So I think the first thing I would say about this question is ownership shouldn't really come into your thinking if you think Bruno you know think about points rather than ownership if you think Bruno's not going to get a lot of points over the next couple of fixtures I think it's Man City next then West Ham so two very good sides then it's a blank game week and then it's Brighton who are capable of shutting teams out as well and obviously the fact that United failed to score in their last two games has to have us questioning the likes of Bruno Fernandes at the moment. I think the big one here is we're probably not going to captain him in any of those next four game weeks. So when you've got an expensive player and you're not going to captain him, I think we should always ask ourselves, can the cash be better spent elsewhere? You know, if you lose a Bruno, you can probably buy two good assets for the price of him. So it hadn't really crossed my mind about Bruno until, you know, I realised he's playing Man City this week. So 
you know, I, I always fancy Man City for a clean sheet. So I'm not expecting much this week. Then it's West Ham, which is tough. And some of the other options here that, that Mean Machine mentions, I don't own Son. You know, I'd like to get him back. He hurt me in the double game week. I want him for game week 29. So a move from Bruno to Son for the next couple of weeks sounds pretty good to me. I think it's easier for people like myself who've still got a wild card because it's easier to get Bruno back then in game week 31 or game week 30, depending on when you play that wild card. So I think Bruno's going to be sold by a lot of people this week, and I think it's perfectly viable, given the reasons that I've mentioned. So, yeah, I would probably go Son if I didn't have him. Bale, to me, is still slightly risky. I would go to De Bruyne before I would go to Bale if I didn't already have three City players. Aubameyang, not really interested. Didn't like that he was benched in the last game. They could start to prioritise the Europa League over the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, Son or De Bruyne for... Bruno sounds fine to me or let's say you wanted to get yourself a big striker like Harry Kane and you need to lose Bruno to do it. I think it's fine. One of those where I say this very often and it probably annoys people but it's probably fine to keep Bruno, also fine to sell him. Um, and I think as we get closer to Saturday morning there is there is a chance I might do it myself and it would be for Youngman's son if I don't bank my transfer. Question from Krish, Krishna Kumar. Is a Spurs triple up a good option for the rest of the season? And if so, assuming I already have Kane and Son, who would you suggest for the third pick? Would it be Regulon or Garth Bale? So I don't really fancy a triple up. I think a Spurs double up is enough. Um, I think if you go Bale, Son, Kane, it feels like a lot of eggs in one basket. And we know they're capable of you know, stuttering in certain matches, like the Fulham game, you know, one goal against Fulham, we were hoping for a lot more, so when when they only score one goal, which is quite often, you don't really want to have three attackers from their team, uh, because quite simply, only two of them can be involved in the goal, so Regulon as well, don't like that, because he only got one game in the double game week, as long as Ben Davis is there, there's always a chance of rotation for Regulon, as much as I would love to buy him, he's really good going forward, but we can't rely on him to start every week. So when it comes to Spurs, for me, it's still just a double up rather than a triple up. And it's Kane and Son. FPL Doctor asks, with half an eye on blank game 29 guiding our transfer plans, how many players should we be aiming to have playing in that week? So, I mean, if you look at the fixtures for blank game 29, they're pretty awful. You know, there's only four games it's very likely to be a pretty low scoring game week. It could be it could be absolutely dreadful. Let's say the four games all finished one one with you know pretty unlikely goal scores. It could be one of the lowest averages we've ever had in FPL. Uh, and I think there's a good chance of it being a really low scoring game week. So I always say when when it's a blank week, make sure you have the key assets and make sure you have a good captain. And after that, it doesn't matter too much how many players you have. I think it's absolutely fine if people want to focus more on the next two game weeks and not worry too much about game week 29 even if you meant you only had you know five six seven players in the blank for me i think i'm on five at the moment and i probably will end up using my next three free transfers before then to get to eight uh, i think eight's a good number to aim for but you know i wouldn't break your neck trying to get there if you've got six or seven you know make sure you have kane and son if you can um maybe a brighton defender you know I'm going to say, I was going to say Martinez, but you don't even really want Martinez. You don't need Martinez if you're backing Kane and Son to do well in that game week. So, yeah, what, you know, my main advice for 29 is 
don't stress over it. You know, we're all going to have, you know, pretty weak sides that week. And even those who go in with 10 or 11 players, there's no guarantee that they're going to score well because it could be a very low scoring game week. I would aim for eight if you can. Question from Rodrigo. For those of us with no free hit left, should we now focus all our transfers into getting more players for blank game week 29 or will that strategy result in lost opportunities over the next two game weeks? So yeah, very good question. And what happens to all of us um, when there's a blank game week or a double game week? We get tunnel vision, we focus on that week and we forget what's happening before then. So I was glad this question came in because it forced me to go and have a look at game week 27 and 28 in isolation and forget about game week 29 for a moment. And my takeaway from that was, you know, usually I would say to people, don't ignore what's happened beforehand. But I filtered on the fixture ticker by fixture difficulty. So which teams have the best fixtures for the next two game weeks before the blank? And they are Man City. Most of us have three already. Leicester, lots of issues there. So we're not really in a rush to buy their assets. Newcastle, who are Newcastle. West Brom, who are West Brom. Aston Villa, most of us have Martinez and maybe one other as well, Watkins or, or Target. Some people have probably held on to Grealish and then Liverpool who are struggling themselves at the moment. So those teams I mentioned, those are the teams with the best fixtures for the next two game weeks. I'm not in a rush to buy players from any of those teams. Um, obviously Aston Villa do feature in 29. So once Grealish is back, I think that will be a popular transfer in for people. I may end up doing that myself next week if he features this weekend. So usually, like I said, I would say don't ignore the two weeks beforehand. But I think on this occasion, I think it's absolutely fine to focus our free transfers between now and 29 on those teams who play in Game Week 29. Next question is from Paul. Would you rather have a Brighton defender or Antonio? For game week 29. This, yeah, this is probably a decision a lot of people will have to make. Um, Brighton play Newcastle at home, so you'd like to think there's a good chance of a clean sheet there. Antonio plays Arsenal, so not the easiest fixture, but he's you know he's pretty good, been pretty good this season when he's been on the pitch. I think he's got back-to-back goals in the last two games. So, you know, when it's a scenario like that, I always go for the more exciting option. And I think you know I'd rather have the striker there, Antonio. And hope he can, you know, get a goal and assist against Arsenal or or even a brace rather than sweating over a Brighton clean sheet for 90 minutes. So Antonio is the way I would go there. Question from Tom Hamilton. Barnes replacements, please, for his price or lower. So Barnes is 6.9 million. I've had a look at my watch list, filtered it by price. The players on my watch list who are the same price as Barnes or less are Minamino. He is carrying a, an injury at the moment, so probably wouldn't go there. Lingard, I really like Lingard as an option, but he can't play against Manchester United in game week 28, which is a bit of a worry. If you can get Lingard and you can bench him in 28, I do like him as an option, though, because he's got Leeds this week, and then he's got a decent fixture in 29 as well against Arsenal. Pedro Neto is another option. Pereira at West Brom, Saka at Arsenal, and Lukman at Fulham. Uh, and two players who are already in my team who are cheaper than Barnes as well are Gundogan, if you don't already have him, and Rafinha. So yeah, I think Gundogan and Rafinha I would put higher than any of the others I mentioned. So a couple of options there, take your pick. Question from Shivam. Is it worth doubling on Man City defence anymore post-game 27? 
considering rotation and blank game weeks in 29 and 33. Also, are the fringe players like Jesus and Mares a better shout now than those who will get the Champions League minutes? So yeah, I think that's quite an interesting question, particularly about the fringe players. Mares and Jesus, I think, were the two highest scoring Man City players in the double game week. Um, Aguero's obviously not able to play regularly and may not be for the rest of the season. The, the only thing about Jesus is we've seen it already for the last couple of weeks. He doesn't start every game. Pep's quite happy to play without a recognised striker. But you know the fact that he's beating the goals, getting that brace, probably does his chance of regular minutes no harm. Mares, I always like him when he plays. It's just that rotation worry. But I do think it's a good point here about the Champions League. Uh, and maybe players like Foden and Mares, we can maybe take a punt on them now more than we would have maybe a couple of weeks ago. But I still do like double city defence. I know they conceded in both games in 26. But I mean, there's you know the stats for the season are great. They, you know Every time I watch them, they don't look like conceding. Um, I mean, that Conor Cody goal, you know I think that's his first ever goal in the Premier League. Might have even been his first ever shot on target in the Premier League. So, you know, that's, again, they're pretty close to another clean sheet in that one. So I've got the ass, I've got Cancelo, and I'm, I'm not really considering losing them just yet, but we do have to think about these blank game weeks. 29, that's a bit of a write-off anyway for most people, so we'll probably just bench our, our City players that week. We've, we do have to think about 33 as well. You know, that's the, I think that's the Carabao Cup final weekend. So there'll be no Spurs and no City that week, so we've got to keep that in mind if we've got a lot of players from those two teams. But I'm still happy to double on the defence. I still expect more clean sheets from them for the rest of the season. I don't mind the odd rotation with Cancelo. Diaz is one of the safer ones. So, yeah, I'm still on the side of double city defence at the moment. Question from Bukayo Saka. I don't think it's from the Bukayo Saka because it's spelled differently, but you never know. Best defenders, 4.5 million or below to target for game week 29. So, again, I've had a look at my watch list. 4.5 4.5 million defenders or less. The options are, I like the Fulham guys. You could go, Anderson's probably the safest route into their defence. Uh, Tete and Ina, I think there's going to be a bit of rotation there most likely. Robinson is not guaranteed of starts either. So I do, I do think Anderson or Adurabayo, but he could be 4.6 off the top of my head. Dawson at West Ham is 4.5. Big goal threat from set pieces. West Ham, really good defensively this season. So I like him as well. Uh, Dan Byrne at Brighton is only 4.2. Lascelles, who I mentioned, 4.2. As is Lewis, the Newcastle left back. And one to keep an eye on between now and 29 is Pablo Mari at Arsenal. He's 4.4. Started the last two games. So if he plays the next two then I think quite a few people might buy him for Blank Gaming 29. Question from FPL Aiden. What key players are you targeting for Blank Gaming 29? So yeah, it's crazy. This always happens. We're, we're going into Gaming 27, but all the questions this week are about Gaming 29. That's just the nature of the game. So I've got five players currently for 29. I've got Martinez, Sufal, Rafinha, Kane and Watkins. So they're five pretty decent options to have. Um, who are my targets? So I've got three free transfers between now and then. I think I'm, I'm going to have a decision to make between Antonio or Bamford, and I probably won't make that move until 29 from Calvert-Lewin. 
Then I'll want to get Hyungman Son in somehow. And my third one will probably be a Brighton defender. Lewis Dunk is the one I would like to get, but for budget reasons, I might have to settle for Dan Byrne. I mean, Dan Byrne is not the sexiest FPL pick, but at 4.2 million, hopefully he can do a job for us in the blank game week. The guy's about seven foot tall as well, so it's about time he started scoring more goals from set pieces. But I mean, what is it? It's about 70 shots Brighton have taken the last couple of weeks and have scored one. So, yeah, it's probably hoping for a lot that Dan Byrne is going to start scoring for us. Final question from this week is from Pranaya. Is Alex McCarthy worth keeping? Uh, well, he's not keeping anything at the moment because he's not playing. What would I do if I had McCarthy? I, I suppose it depends if he's your only playing goalkeeper. I think if he is, you've probably got to let him go because you risk having no goalkeeper for game week 27. It is a double game week for Southampton, so it's come at the wrong time, him losing his place to Forster. So yeah, if he's your only keeper, I would sell him this week. If you've got another keeper, let's say you know a Martinez, a Pope, an Ariola, anyone really who plays, I would probably start McCarthy for the double game week. If he doesn't play the two games, your your subkeeper will come in. Uh, but yeah, certainly if he's your only keeper, it's a problem that needs to be fixed. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. All new Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Game week 27 captaincy now. Double game week for Manchester City. So I think it's got to be a Manchester City captain this week. You know, which of them will play twice? Who knows? Ederson probably. Diaz possibly. After that, who knows? I've got Gundogan, Diaz and Cancelo. I think Gundogan is going to be probably the most popular captain this week now given that he only played about 10 minutes against Wolves. I think I've got it on him at the moment, and there's a good chance it will stay there. I think if you own Sterling or De Bruyne, they're very viable options this week as well. I think Ederson, even if you have him, I would quite happily captain him, because you know you'll get the two games. The other options, Harry Kane or Son against Crystal Palace at home, I think that's a pretty good fixture for those guys. Kane annoyed me in the double game week though, so that's probably why I'm not going to do it. Salah and Manny play Fulham at home. Fulham, like we've seen against Tottenham, they don't ever concede too many goals. And Liverpool obviously struggling for goals themselves at the moment. So that puts me off those guys. One player I really do like for captaincy this week, but I don't own him, is Michael Antonio. Home to Leeds. Anytime I'm talking about captaincy, I always look to see who is playing against Leeds because we know they always give up plenty of chances. So if you own Antonio and you want to do something different, I think he's a pretty good captain this week. But for me... I think I will be on Gundogan. And Diaz is probably higher in my thoughts than Harry Kane is at the moment. Transfers for Game Week 27. Despite a disastrous double game week, my team looks okay for 27. 
So I could end up banking a transfer. It's always hard to bank a transfer when you've had a bad game week, but quite often it turns out to be the best thing to do. If I do make a transfer, the options are Bruno to Son, as mentioned, one captain Bruno next couple of weeks, tough fixtures, got the wild card to get him back. Calvert-Lewin to Antonio is something I would like to do, but when Calvert-Lewin has a possible double gaming 28, it's quite hard to let him go. Harvey Barnes to Lingard I like as well, but I need to check if I can get away with benching Lingard in 28 as he can't play. Saka's an option, Lukman's an option, or maybe get Son for a minus four from Harvey Barnes and keep Bruno. The simplest transfer is probably get rid of James Justin and get a Game Week 29 defender. Dunk, Burn, Lascelles, Dallas or Dawson. And looking at what I want to do, if I want to get Son, Antonio and a defender with my next three free transfers, it needs to be Burn or one of the other 4.2 million defenders. And I might need to do that this week in order to be able to get Son and Antonio. So I could end up doing Justin. I think that's probably most likely. So it's either Justin to Burn this week, Bruno to Son, or bank a transfer. So it'll be one of those three, I think, for me this week. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Please give it a retweet on Twitter if you enjoyed it and leave a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. If you'd like to hear more from me before the deadline, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Best of luck to you all for Double Gaming 27 and have a great weekend. I'll be back on Tuesday to preview Gaming 28. Talk to you then. The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.